All right. Welcome, ladies. I'm Zan Bruhl. I'm Paige Berg. And I'm Lexis Gordon. We're the Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com. That's habit with a Y to book a free consult call. Well, today we have the lovely Aubrey Howe. And um, for those of you who may not know her by that name, her Instagram (laughs) handle is Kale Couture. So we're chatting with her um, today and we're going to be diving into, you know, honestly, everything that she does from how she got started, how um, she balances Instagram with being a school teacher. I mean, she's a rock star. We love her. We seriously hit the jackpot that we're on. Yes. Clients are going to be so excited. I am so excited. I am flattered that you asked. I told someone the other day, I feel like you haven't made it until you've been on a podcast. This is like the real deal. So So accurate. (laughs) Yes. And it's like the best podcast to start off with. We've been told that honestly just feels like they're listening to like a bunch of girlfriends just sitting around talking. So yes, yes. No, I have a friend of mine it was a follower turned friend and she said she listens to you guys and was so excited. So I love her. So I know that I know that it's a great podcast. So I'm excited. <laughs> Yay. So um, we, before we dive into asking you a whole bunch of questions about yourself, we really (laughs) wanted to just touch on how, you know, what we've adopted from you as coaches, because um, you have an amazing Instagram page with so much knowledge. And so um, I'm going to start with you, Lexis. What do you feel like you implement or you've learned most um, from Aubrey? Everything. No, but (laughs) all her recommendations, all her recommendations, like, I just note them immediately, like her target finds and her food, specifically her cake cookies, like her cake mix cookies that she's made changed my life for real (laughs) in just such a serious way. Um, And the cake mix (laughs) mug cake also life changing and just like, yeah, I just love the balance of like you. The true fruit. The true fruit. fruit. Oh my God. Those have been incredible. Um, so just like the recommendations, I just feel like you're, I, I've never questioned like what you recommend. I just Mm -hmm. buy it immediately or like go find it immediately. (laughs) Yeah. And I just feel like there aren't that many people on Instagram that I actually like, I just know you're like no bullshit. And if you're going to say it's great, I'm like, I'm going out totally. and getting it now. So right. everything. Well, thank you. Thank you. Of course. And that. Paige, what about you? Yeah. So I started following you, Aubrey, um, from a recipe standpoint, because I've heard so many good things about your recipes. Um, but then I loved when I started following you that I was able to get that lifestyle aspect, like that Amazon tank top, <laughs> the workout tank top that was like $15. I totally got that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, best. I just really loved, um, like your whole, like humble approach to everything. Um, and then, yeah, I would say my favorite recipe that I've made of yours is by far the Kodiak cake bars. Um, I have made them a few different ways now, but I have been using the Reese's peanut butter chips with them. Yeah. 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 Chips. And yeah. It's mm-hmm. so yes. fantastic. My fiance even likes him. Um, I feel like if he knew that I was using Kodiak cakes instead of like real flour, he wouldn't eat yes. them. 
but yeah. he totally loves them. Yeah. And it's just been a great little dessert. He puts oh, like ice yeah. cream with them. I always say boyfriend and <laughs> husband stamp of approval yes. means it's the real deal. It's so, so true. Anytime I get that feedback, I'm like, okay. It's, it's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I love that. And I also love that all of our things are food related because we love oh, yeah. food here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That says a lot about the podcast. So, yes. I mean, this, we're foodies. Yes. <laughs> Um, and to go off of that, one of my favorite ones, because I am the type of girl that eats breakfast for pretty much every single meal are your mini pancakes. And I also just love, like, I just love tiny, adorable things. I know that's so weird, but I think mini is better. Yes. You could just like pop it right in your mouth. And you get like 40 of them. Yes. You can like, yes. Yes. Shovel Why have one when you can have five? That's yeah. what I always say. <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to add this one last minute because I have been living in them. I mean, Lexus, you're the one that told me to buy them, but I think you got this wreck from Aubrey. The joggers. The sweatpants. The, the joggers. The joggers. The joggers. <laughs> They're the joggers. life-changing. Um, no. Two of my roommates already ordered like three different pairs now because they felt mine. And <laughs> I... I literally want to like sleep with them, like and cuddle them. They're so soft. I think twelve of the girls in the group bought them after I recommended them that day. Yes, twelve, and I was like, yes. And every single one was like, these are winners. And I was like, I told you, uh, yeah. I would never steer you in the wrong direction. Right. Well, you. I have a random question about this. Do you get kickbacks from this? Yes. Good. I do. Yeah. I. That's I hope always you do. everyone's number one burning question, and I do. Um, so I am affiliated with Reward Style. So anytime that I attach one of those swipe up links, it gives me a kickback, which I know some people probably think it's like five or ten dollars. It's sometimes literally ten cents. So don't think that <laughs> I'm just slinging it over here. I <laughs> wish you, I wish you were. Anything, anything helps. But yes, I mean those joggers. It's funny because when Lexus asked me about them, I was like, okay. These are for someone who's pregnant. They have to be amazing, <laughs> you know? So I was yes. like, I hope she loves them. So yes. I'm so glad. Oh my God. Yes. They're amazing. I'm, I'm living in them. <laughs> pregnant or not, um, they're the best. Yes. <laughs> Um, anyway, so let's start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself. So who you are, what do you do, you know, how did you get here and what exactly are you currently working on right now? Yeah. So I am Aubrey, obviously I'm 27. I am a full-time kindergarten teacher prior to the COVID mess, um, but full-time teacher, part-time blogger, um, I live in Kansas City with my fiance Taylor and our French bulldog Poppy, who I'm sure you have seen a time or twenty oh, <laughs> on my story. Um, but I started Kale Couture back in 2017, actually with my roommate at the time. And we basically just were kind of both good at our own separate things. So this is kind of where the name came from too. I was more of like the go-to for health and wellness and fitness related things. And she was more the couture side, like fashion, beauty, all of that stuff, makeup, hair. And we kind of were just like, what female isn't interested in both? You know, everyone loves, it doesn't have to be one or the other. We were like, you know, everyone loves a good workout, but everyone wants to know about the best dry shampoo. So it's like, we were just like, we might as well just kind of be multifaceted. And we just decided one night at a happy hour, we probably had one too many <laughs> glasses of wine, but we were like, let's just go for Some it. Of the best Honestly, ideas had happen. we not had that, I don't think we'd be here or I would be here. So 
it just kind of happened. Um, and then a couple months later, she moved to North Carolina and we just decided that trying to do it thousands of miles apart was just too hard. So I took it over um, and have been doing it on my own ever since then. So now I'm here. Um, but what I'm working on, so Kodiak Cakes is actually coming to Kansas City in August, and I am hosting an event with two other influencers from Kansas City, Shanna and Amanda. I'm sure you guys have seen them um, in some posts before, but the three of us are hosting an event here, and Shanna and I are responsible for creating some new recipes for them for a cookbook that all of our guests will take home with them. So wow, that is what I'm working on right now, I'm kind of trying to see how many more ways I can make things out of Kodiak cakes. <laughs> but that's what I'm doing yeah. right now. So that's that fun. Is, do you need do you need any taste testers? Because I, I will volunteer. I will, I will ship them your way. You guys can yes. let me know if they have the stamp of approval first. <laughs> oh my God. That's so fun. Yeah. Is it sad that whenever I watch like a cooking show or something, I'm like, how do these people become those professional taste testers? Because I want them I to like I know. Them. Someone has to do it. Someone has to. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> oh, I am so bad with recipes. I would put the two most random things together. I don't even get how people like make a cookie yeah. from Kodiak right. cakes. Like that to me is mind blowing. Right. <laughs> Well, right. that's kind of that's kind of my thing that I think is interesting. Like, I think everyone just assumes that like I love to bake and I love you know to spend hours in the kitchen, and that's like opposite of what I really enjoy. I love coming up with things and I love eating them, but I don't. I, that's why I try to say in all my recipes like five or six ingredients or less oh, because yeah. I don't that's like my spending jam. a ton of time measuring out baking powder and baking stuff, you know, totally. so the two and three ingredient recipes are where it's at for me because I know there's a lot of people out there like you that are like, I just, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So that, that speaks volumes to me that you've tried the recipes and you love them oh, and love you don't them. love to bake. So yes. that's mm -hmm. great. I can totally relate to that because I, I, Never. I've never enjoyed cooking or baking. Yeah. And so I always look for those simplistic recipes because, yeah. I mean, one, it's just easier to make, but two, it's easier yeah. to track. It's yeah, easier to track. Too. And so, yeah. and that's what I tell all my clients that are first starting, you know, um, and I'm kind of diving into my macro hack a little too early, yeah. so I won't say too much, but um, to keep it simple, right? Find recipes that aren't elaborate because you don't yeah. want to overwhelm yourself. And so that's why yeah. you've been a really like solid go-to profile for all of us. Yeah. Recently. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you're so right. I feel like, and that's kind of, we'll talk about later, but when I first started learning about macros, that's kind of what got me into this whole thing was trying to come up with easy macro-friendly recipes. And now here we are, but yes, right. Any recipe that I have that has really blown up has been like two and three ingredients. And I know there's a lot of macro counters out there that follow me. And I know that's, that has a lot to do with it. So I'm happy to keep creating those. So <laughs> we need the content right now. Yeah. Giving the people what they want. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, on the note of macros, how exactly did you kind of get introduced to macros and did you or have you tracked in the past? Are you currently tracking right now? What is your relationship with that? Yeah, so this, I'm going to try to keep this short. I could talk about this for hours, I feel like. But back when I was like a sophomore in college, I had a horrible relationship with food. I was what I didn't know at the time, but would consider now a binge eater. I would restrict five days out of the week, um, and, you know, stick to low calorie, clean foods. And then on the weekends, I would 
you know, just go crazy because I had restricted everything that I wanted the entire week. And I was in college too. So I would drink and then, you know, go to Taco Bell at three in the morning on, on Friday or Saturday Amen. morning and, and, you know, then continue it throughout the weekend. Cause it was like, you know, whatever, you know, I've kind of screwed my diet now. So why would I turn things around today? Um, and then just, it was a vicious cycle week after week after week. And I just, I knew there had to be a better way. And I, Instagram had just kind of started for like my age group at the time. And I don't even know exactly how I found it, but just through some profile, I heard of it and um, started looking into it and just realized that this was kind of the answer for me. So I decided to, you know, at the time I just plugged in all of my info to one of the free online calculators. It's probably not very reliable. Obviously, that's why you guys get paid to do what you do. But at the time, <laughs> there I don't feel like macros was a big thing. Um, so I didn't that's what I did at the time. And I just realized that it was everything that I was looking for. And I mean it has totally repaired my relationship with food and we'll keep getting into it. But yeah, that's kind of in short I discovered it in college and just realized that it was everything that I was missing. And after being a binge eater for as, you know, as long as I was, I was like, this is everything that I need. So that is kind of how I found it. That's amazing. So when you found it in college, because I can totally relate to the binge cycle that you were on. I, I mean, I went to USC, like one of the biggest, biggest party oh, yeah. schools out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. You um, had a good time. <laughs> oh yes. So were you able to implement that like throughout your college years? Cause I, you know, looking back, it was just so difficult being in that environment, even when you are knowledgeable. So, yeah, I mean, yes. And I would say that is kind of, you know, that's where the, the line is kind of great for me because in the beginning I wasn't super strict about it. I mean, it's hard when you're in college and you're drinking a lot and, you know, you don't want to be at a fraternity house and be like, oh, you know, I can't or whatever. So you're, you're not worried about that. So I would say 75% of the time I really stuck with it. And that 75% of the time was enough to show me that it worked. Um, and that's what I think is kind of interesting about macros. It's not a hundred percent of the time you have to be on it every second of every day, every week, weekend and week out. I, you can see results from, from, you know, just starting out because it's probably a lot different than what you're doing right now, whether you think you're doing things hundred percent the right way or not. It's, it's, that's the part that's crazy. It's just eye opening for everyone that I've ever talked to about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, in college, yes, I wasn't, I wasn't crazy, crazy strict about it, but then after college is kind of when I got serious about it. And then kind of now I'm more of what I would say, I'm macro mindful is kind of how I describe it. Um, I like that. I like that. I don't, That's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't use my fitness pal anymore, but what I tell people is like after five or six years of doing that every single day, it's second nature to me. And I know what, what fuels my body in the right way and what makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. And that is following, you know, a certain, a certain range of numbers. So I just try to be mindful and have realized that that this is what makes me feel the best. So mm -hmm. I love that. I, I was yeah. gonna say I love that you gave the 75% because yes. Paige and Lexis, I'm sure actually 
tell us, like, how often do you have these conversations with your clients about being consistent, not perfect 100% of the time? I get this question quite a bit. Um, so yes, I mean, I think the the goal here is that the majority of the time, it's about you know, being consistent as possible. It doesn't mean being perfect. It just means that when you're looking at your weekly average, you're seeing that, you know, there's a um, trend in terms of how you're hitting your carbs, fats, and your proteins. Um, But yeah, by no means does it mean that you have to be spot on in order to see results. It just means that the majority of the time you're making changes that add up to be really, you know, major results. I think too, I, I get flack for a lot of things, just that's the nature of having thousands of people follow you every day and, you know, hang on your every word. But I think that's what I struggle with too, is no one has ever said that macros means being perfect. And the thing that frustrates me is that it has this, it, it gets a bad rap because it is, you know, it can be restrictive. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, everything can be taken to the extreme. Keto can be taken to the extreme. Intuitive eating can be taken to the extreme. Every single thing there is out there can be taken to the extreme. So it's, to me, it's just about having the right tools, the right coaching and the right mindset in order for it to work. So I think that definitely, I can relate to that because I think a lot of people think, oh, macros, like I'm going to bring my food scale to the restaurant. Like that's not, that's not me. So, I mean, it is for some and it works for some, but it just doesn't have to be that way. So that's what I want people to know. And I think there's a lot of us that are more type A in that sense of like, it feels good to like hit the nail on the head with your numbers, but it doesn't have to be that way in order to provide and lend results. Yeah. I actually just had a, a few conversations this week with clients either about past um, coaches that they've had and programs that they've done. Um, and I won't get into any specifics or tell, you know, who it was about, but just, um, really, really the opposite of kind of our whole idea that we have at the habit of this sustainable, balanced lifestyle that focuses on food freedom and knowing that you aren't perfect, right? And all these things that we just discussed. And there are some coaches out there and programs that are just so, so restrictive. And um, of course, people are going to get results, right? You're giving them freaking macros that are 1100 calories. It's like, of course, you're going to see these crazy transformations and then you post them and everyone goes nuts. And then it's like, everyone wants that, but it's like, but do you know what's going on behind closed doors? Because yeah, you can do that, but it's more like a crash diet. And like, you're going to be done at 30 days or 12 weeks or whatever, however long the program is. And you're going to be like, well, what do I do now? And you're kind of worse off than you were when you started. Right. And so that's just so not what we are about. And we just want people to know that like, this is something that we're trying to teach more of like your mind. Like I always tell my clients, like, do I want you to succeed? Yes. Do I want you to say you want to lose 10 pounds? I would love for you to lose 10 pounds at the end of our program, right? Like working with you, that would be amazing. But I care more about like what's going on mentally and the progress that you make when you walk away from this and you're like, wow, I know how to like go out to a restaurant and like eyeball some portions and know what I want to order because it feels good for me and ask for dressing on the side or light oil and then go and eat dessert and feel no guilt about it. Like that's what I care about. Um, And so, yeah, I don't know. I just think that like 
we just have such a great kind of mindset. And I know what you mean because I have so many people that give me crap too about macros. And like they have this idea that it's this restrictive, crazy, obsessive thing. And I feel the complete 100% opposite of that. I feel like it's, it's, it's caused me to be so less restrictive and so less obsessed about food because I just know that I have no rules. No one's telling me I can't do something. So I just, especially Alexis, like you've been there before, like you've been restricted and you're like, I'll show you what restricting looks like, you know, and it's not this. And I get defensive sometimes and I like tell myself I need to back up because I'm like, oh no, 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 calm down. But like, I'm like, this is literally the most opposite. Like I'm not being restrictive at all. I'm just like fueling my body the way that I know that I need to. Yeah. I want to brag about one of my clients because I had a check-in with her today and she's totally going to know I'm talking about her. But um, I'm just so proud of her because she had her eight-week check-in. She's lost 11 pounds. So slow, sustainable results right there. But the biggest thing and what we always focus on with our clients are those non-scale victories, right? We don't want to always focus on the numbers. And so we went through all of her victories and she, you know, feels stronger in her workouts. She literally is eating Popeye's in and out like Del Taco, you name it, like literally has one of those meals every single week and she is still seeing results and the food freedom that she's experiencing. I mean, it's out of control, like how like much she's radiating every time she talks about it. And that is ultimately what's more powerful than any number on the scale. And so that those are the changes we want to see. And I just love talking about that because like our clients are learning, like this is not a restrictive way to eat at all. Yeah, no, I just kind of piggybacking off that. I think it's funny too, because anyone that ever sees like last week, I know less as you responded to my story when I was eating that nothing but cakes, like when I'm eating that or chicken or chicken, Chick-fil-A or, you know, anything people are like, how do you, you know, how do you eat those things all the time? Like, it's just, it's, it's so funny because you have people that give macros a horrible rap and then you have people asking like, how, what, how it makes no sense. It's like, it's people don't just not enough people know that it's an option. It's just that they've been conditioned to only see, you know, the, the diets that are out there that not enough people know about, about macros and that there is another way. So I can, I can totally see that. Um, so I know that we kind of touched on this at the beginning that, you know, your Instagram page is more than just nutrition and recipes and macros and that it has a whole other, you know, facet to it. And so we kind of wanted to touch on that and see, you know, what else does Kale Couture, um, you know? No, I I gotcha. Yeah. Um, yes. So I think in the beginning, like I said, I mean, like I had my half of the blog and my, my roommate Bianca at the time had her half in, we started out doing both. And then once I took it over, I was like, okay, I have to stay in my lane. I have to stick to my niche. Like anyone in the blogging, you know, world is going to say, find your niche and stay there, you know, and because you want people, you want to really streamline it. You want people to come to your page looking for one thing and that scared me for a while. And I obviously wanted to build a base of this is who I am. You know, I wanted to make a name for myself. But at the same time, over the past, like, I would say 18 months, I've just realized that yes, people are here for the recipes. And I'm, I, that is my passion. I love creating recipes that, you know, people can enjoy and know that food, delicious food can be healthy too. But at the same time, I have just realized that 
people connect with you not only for one thing, but they want to see everything. So whether that's like Taylor makes cocktails on my story or it's Poppy or I'm sharing Target finds or Amazon, whatever. I mean, I think even for me as a consumer, there's bloggers that I follow that I don't want to just see one thing. Like I want to see everything. I want to know, like Lexus, you were talking the other day about you can unfollow me if you're not into the baby stuff, but I'm like, I'm here for all of it. Like I, you, you fall in love with the people that you're following, not necessarily just their content. And that's something that kind of took me a while to realize, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said earlier, I mean, I can talk all day about how much I love Madeline moves workouts, but at the same time, like I want you to know about the best dry shampoo or the best <laughs> dessert at Target in the frozen section or the best Amazon find. So if I'm interested in it as a consumer, then I know there's other people out there that are interested. And that I feel like, like I said, it took me a while to kind of figure out, but it it has been the most rewarding for me to hear from people, not only about recipes, but like, like you guys were saying about things they found at Target that they saw on my page or whatever. Just, I always want it to feel real. Like you're seeing all parts of me. And I think it, it just makes it more relatable when you're showing everything about you and not just that one thing, like I make healthy recipes. So I feel like that's just kind of been an evolution over the past 18 months to a year. But yeah, that's kind of how I started sharing all the things and not just, (laughs) not just Kodiak cakes. (laughs) And now do you feel like more comfortable with like exploring those other avenues now? Yeah. Like I said, like I can remember specifically, like I said, like a year and a half ago when I was sharing clothes of some kind. I think it was like teacher workwear that I was like, I don't know, are people going to unfollow because this isn't a recipe? Like, and I'm sure I've lost people along the way. And that's, that's totally fine. That's the people come and go. But I mean, I think that the reward in what I've seen over the past year is, is so much better than, you know, maybe losing a couple people along the way that weren't interested in all of it. So yeah, I mean, I think I was definitely nervous in the beginning, but I think it's, like I said, it's rewarding just to know that that people are here for for everything and not just not just one thing. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited to have you as a guest because I feel like out of all three of us, Paige is definitely like our lifestyle girl. She like her macro hacks are always lifestyle related. You always have the most yeah. amazing makeup and oh all, my god, yes you do. Yes, your skincare oh, routine god. is out of control. She's blushing, guys. Thank you. <laughs> but see. I mean, that's the thing though. Like what, I mean, yeah, you want to work out and you want a great recipe, but you want amazing skin too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all interested in that. (laughs) That's why I like how diverse like our team is because I'm the complete opposite. I I can't remember the last time I wore makeup or even bought makeup and I wear a sports bra and like leggings every day. Like, you know, (laughs) so I wouldn't be able to relate to buying school teacher clothes, but like I would love to still like that content is still really fascinating to me. And it helps me also direct people to you because I'm like, I have no idea. Like I, I I don't know. So I would direct you to the expert and that's what I love about your page too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Of course. I think that's a good thing about Instagram too. Like you have the power to decide what you consume. So if you're not loving what's on their story, just stick around for the recipe. You know, I mean, it's all about you can make it about whatever you want to want to see and want to consume. So to kind of go off right, of that absolutely. really quickly um, before we move on, I had a uh, Instagram page that was Lexus Eats for a couple years, and if anyone has followed me since then, you know that I've now switched to a new page, and it's kind of more what you're doing, like my entire life. And the reason I did that was because I was feeling very overwhelmed by the pressure 
of it just being about Lexus Eats. I mean, I love food. I do. I I was counting macros then. Like it was a big part of my life as it is now. But like, I just felt like, okay, am I only here for the food? My name kind of like reflected that. And I felt this like overwhelming pressure. It was around the time of my wedding and I just kind of got overwhelmed and I was like, goodbye. I'm like deleting. And I just made a really rash decision. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that was wild. I did that. I had like almost 10,000 followers on that page. And then I basically announced to everyone, I said, listen, this is kind of the route I want to take. A lot of the, and a lot of the followers that I had had were also like bots and like not real, like people that were like following me, but like never interacted with me. And I felt that it was very, um, not personal. And so I basically reached out to everyone and I announced publicly, I was like, I'm going to delete this page and I'm going to create a new page. And if anyone wants to come over and follow me there, like I'm going to share like all aspects of my life, like the real stuff, the fact that I, you know, I wasn't getting my period at the time. So I wanted to really dive into like hormonal issues as a woman and, um, wedding planning at that time was huge in my life. And so I was really showing a lot of that. And I was like, I'm going to be 100% me like and I'm gonna share all of my real truths and all of my passions and if you want to join me like here's my new page and within like I think that next day I had had I don't know I got like 500 followers like right and they were like true people like real followers that like messaged me and they were like I'm so excited for you to do this but like I'm for sure following you along and I had had that page private for the first like six months. So I was only accepting people. Like I was like, I want to keep this page private just because I want it to be people who really care about what I'm doing and what I'm saying. And so now I don't care about the followers or anything like that, but I still just feel like it's so authentic, the people I'm speaking to. And like Aubrey said, like, I just want it to be multifaceted and I share so many different things about my life, my dog and, you know, this baby journey I'm on and being pregnant and, um, my coaching. And I just think it's really nice. And like you said, people want to talk to people and relate to them in multiple different ways, not just one way. And so I completely a hundred percent agree with you and feel that. I mean, kind of like Aubrey said, they fall in love with the person that's behind the page and not necessarily always about your content. And, um, I mean, I've always felt like you are, do such an amazing job on Instagram, Lexus. Like you're definitely, again, this is why we're so diverse. Like you're the one that posts the most for sure on your personal page compared to Paige Uh and myself. And like, that's great though. And I love that we all have kind of our different personalities when it comes to that. I know that you had obviously mentioned being a school teacher. So one of my biggest questions was how do you juggle it all? Like, how do you do it? Cause I know sometimes like I have two jobs. Well, one right now, um, the other one's on hold given quarantine. Right. Um, and sometimes I get really overwhelmed and I can't imagine being on my phone doing social media on top of it. And so I just mm-hmm. want to, want to know how you do it. Yeah. So it's kind of funny when I was like looking over the questions, I, it just dawned on me reading your question. How do I juggle being a school teacher and an influencer um, on Instagram? I just, I like that because juggle is exactly what I do. I, people are like, how do you balance? How do you balance? And I'm like, balance is no, I don't, I don't have a good balance if I'm being honest. And there's times that one outweighs the other and it's just juggle is the correct term. So yes. Um, it's interesting because right now, obviously I'm playing full-time blogger and just because I'm at home and I'm not working. Um, so it'll be interesting transitioning back to school in the fall, but yeah, it is crazy. I wish I had this clear cut answer of like, here's how I do it. And, (laughs) and I just don't, but 
I, what I always say is that my kids will always get the best of me because that is my job, that they are my whole world um, and they deserve all of me. So that will always be my number one while I'm oh still gosh, teaching, so obviously. Um, but yes, so that means that whether it's before school or on my lunch break or after school or at night, um, that's when I do all of my my blogging stuff. And yeah, I mean, it is a shit show sometimes. Like I, it just, it, in all honesty, there's times that I always say, you know, you guys see the day-to-day stuff on stories that, you know, is everything you think it would be, but it's the behind the scenes stuff that is just like, it's sometimes tedious and it's not fun. And there's times that Taylor's like, get off your phone, like get off your phone. You know, it's just, it is. It's hard. Um, but mm-hmm. I will say that I live and die by my planner. I'm as organized as they come. And without those two things, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I've, I've learned a lot about just about, you know, the kind of type A person that I am through having both of these, <laughs> both of these jobs. But yeah, it is interesting doing both. And I get people asking all the time, you know, when am I going to give up teaching and just take this on full time? And there's some days that at the end of a long school day, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. But I just, I love teaching so much and it is more fulfilling than anything else I could ever imagine doing. So, and I always say like at 27, just being, you know, without kids staying at home, being a blogger would be kind of lonely for me. So until I have kids, I will continue teaching. And then hopefully after I have kids, I'll just be able to stay home and do this. But yeah, I, I am so passionate about both that. I always try to prioritize both, no matter how how much time it takes. But yes, it is a juggle. I juggle it for sure. <laughs> you make it look easy. And I can tell, though, that, you know, you're so humble in your posts, and I really appreciate that. And I can tell that all of your stories are so carefully curated and I really just appreciate the extra touch of the color yeah, and the font and the gift is, choices. Sometimes so. I say this part-time job is way more work than my full-time job though so, and that is oh, I'm sure. that is the truth but you know it's I love both so as with anything you're passionate about you make it work. Have you ever considered like throwing in like you know behind the scenes things or like bloopers or like fun things like that because I know that like yeah a lot of Instagram pages obviously just show like the best part of you and so sometimes it's nice to kind of see that other part that you know we all struggle so yeah no I more often than not I get asked if I can show like a day in my life and I really need to do that I just like forget until afternoon most of the time but also, my days just look so different every single day that I'm like, it's hard to show people what one normal day is because my day, especially right now, like exactly. who has a normal day right now? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need to kind of just do a, a day in my life and just walk you guys through what an abnormal day looks like for me. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> yes, I need to. Lots of puppy yeah, cuddling. Oh, <laughs> that's why I haven't done a, what I do in a day because all you see is talking right now. <laughs> Yep. It's okay. We love love when Lexus's dog, um, Roro, makes a little guest appearance on our podcast. I I love him. He's so big. I I can't wait to see him with the baby. Oh, he's such a love. He's sleeping right now. He just ate a big bone. And so now he's like tired. What a day. For his birthday. I know he's so. He's taxed. He's so high maintenance. (laughs) 
Um, all right, let's get into some fun questions. So Paige, actually, do you want to ask this next one? Okay. What is always in your fridge or pantry? Yeah. I had to make a list because I was like, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget the things that I want to talk about. Um, so you guys know, or Alexa says built bars. I love built bars. Those are always in my fridge. Um, G2G bars. I'm a big, I love protein bars. When you find the right ones, Ugh. like I, I won't name other brands, but I used to eat other ones and I totally burnt myself out on them. And then after a, a couple of years, I was opened up to this whole new world of like amazing protein bars. So now I can't get enough, but those two, um, two good yogurt. I love yogurt. So big Greek yogurt fan. String cheese. I always, I'm like a, just a dairy person. So it never do me too. Never do the non dairy thing. So, um, stock cold brew or stoke. I don't know how you say it, but cold brew, big cold brew, cold brew fan. Um, the drizzleicious, those little mini rice cakes. Love those from Amazon. Um, and true fruit. Those are literally things I have all the time. So healthy or not, I mean, <laughs> those are what's on hand for me. <laughs> So yeah. good. Um, so on that note, what would you say would be your biggest like protein tip, especially for, you know, any of our newer clients that are tracking? Because we obviously have learned that it's protein is typically the hardest macro. Yes. Bit. Yeah. So two things. One, as far as logging goes, I always tell people log your protein first. I know people are like, it's so hard to hit protein, like without going over in other areas. So if you log your protein first for your day and fill in the other areas of carbs and fats. And I feel like that's so much easier and you're, it's a surefire way to get your protein in without going over on those other things. So logging it first is always one of my tips. Um, and the other one is to just bulk prep protein. Like on Sundays, I'll either do, you know, crock pot chicken or ground turkey or ground chicken, whatever it is, just bulk prep of two proteins so that they're in your fridge and they're ready to go. So you can mix and match throughout the week or put them in a salad or on, you know, a wrap or flatbread or a bowl, whatever it is, just have protein on hand. Because if it's like six o'clock at night and you're starving and you have nothing made, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I can have a protein bar, but then I'm going to have the over on the, uh, you know, carbs and fat. So just always having protein prepped is one of my biggest tips, I would say. So what is your most popular or favorite recipe on the blog? And then what is like the get, like what are your followers' favorites? Um, I think they're the same. Like I, my favorite are everybody else's favorites, um, which is funny to me, but the pancake bites, like that is my OG number one recipe that really like took off, I would say. Um, and I eat them every single week, like every single week without fail. <laughs> there was a week, a couple weeks ago that Target was out of Kodiak cakes. And I was like, guess I'm not eating breakfast. Like <laughs> that is the only thing that I, that's the only thing I make every single week without fail. So pancake bites, and that is one of the most popular. And then the cake mix cookies are the most viewed on the blog. So, um, that's exciting to me. That was like a total accident kind of recipe. Like one that I was like, there's no way in hell this will ever work. And then 
it did. And it's become one of the most popular things. So those two are my favorite. Both are sweet. I love sweet. So both of those are my faves. I have to ask how you even came to the conclusion to use pumpkin. So pumpkin is, this is a good macro tip too. If you're, if you like to bake, um, pumpkin is always a good substitute for oil and or egg. So pumpkin and applesauce are actually both really good, like macro friendly substitutes. And I was like, if you're not making something that is supposed to taste like pumpkin, pumpkin is a really good sub just because you're not going to taste it, which that is everyone's number one question. Can you taste the pumpkin? You've seen me like respond in the comments a hundred thousand times. No, you can't taste it because <laughs> there's apparently a lot of pumpkin haters out there. But um, yeah, so I was just like, I'll just try it. You know, obviously cake usually requires egg, oil, all of those things. So I was like, I'll just kind of cut down on the egg and replace the oil and see if it works. And it did. I truly, I thought it was going to be <laughs> a total fail, but it did work. So yeah. I love it. I'm very impressed by that because especially someone who doesn't enjoy baking or cooking necessarily, like, and how passionate you are about creating recipes. I yes. just think that's so interesting. And I'm thankful for people like you out there because I don't have the patience to I was, do that. Yeah. I was just going to ask. So like when you were coming up with that, just as an example, like how much money did you spend like going to the store to buy boxes of cake mix to like try because I mean when you're really recipe testing or recipe creating yeah. and you're coming up with something new yeah. it doesn't happen the first try yeah. right so I mean like how oh, are you spending gosh, like no. are you buying like five boxes of cake mix before you like get it right yeah well luckily like cake mix I think it's funny because everyone always complains about um like people who create recipes that are like oh it's only five ingredients but you need like you know elderberry syrup or like these crazy things. So I always like, that is one thing I'm never going to require you to run out and get like crazy, crazy stuff. So, but back to that pumpkin, luckily and cake mix are both like a dollar at the store. So I was like, whatever, I'll just buy 10 of each and we'll see how it goes. But yes, when you are recipe testing, it does get expensive. And that was another thing that I had kind of written down about the behind the scenes stuff that nobody knows about is like, I cannot tell you, I did show this on my story not too long ago, this recipe that was so bad. I thought it was gonna be the most amazing thing and it was so bad, but that's what people don't see is, you know, all the things that I've tried to make that are horrible, horrible, horrible. So that's why I try to really capitalize on, you know, when I get something right, because it takes time and effort. It's hard. It's a lot of trial and error. Absolutely. I will still be your taste tester. Don't worry. Regardless. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just going to start sending my stuff your way. Perfect. <laughs> so I know that you briefly touched on this when we talked about the protein tips and you had mentioned kind of pre-logging your protein and also um, making large batches of it. But for new macro trackers who might feel like they're a little bit lost in the kitchen and like kind of how, you know, we say to build their meals um, and to kind of do basically like make a menu for your day. Do you have any tips for people that are kind of starting out? Yeah. So two things. One is that kind of, like I said earlier, not only pre-log your protein for the whole day, first thing, but also spread your protein out. Try to have protein at every single meal. I always like even now I said, I'm macro mindful. I'm not tracking, but I always first thing I'm like, okay, I need to have a little bit of protein. Protein is, you know, what's going to keep you full. And it's obviously you want protein because you have, that's the biggest number that you're trying to hit. So you want to spread it out. Like you don't want to eat three meals a day and have 
you know, 50 grams of protein at each meal. If you spread it out, it's so much more manageable. Um, and that just kind of gives you a guide. If you have, if you start with your protein first, it's easy to fill in the other two. We all love carbs and fats, obviously, but protein is the hardest one. So just start with the protein. So like this afternoon, I was like getting ready to have a snack and I was like, okay, I'm going to have Greek yogurt and then I can add peanut butter and Drizzlelicious or whatever. So if you start with the protein first, that kind of guides you in the right direction every time, at least for me, it does. Um, and then other, other than that, I just always say, um, log your food the night before everyone asks like my number one macro tracking tip. And that's just to log your food the night before, because if you are, if I'm like ravenous at three 30, when I walk in the door from school, I can plow through a box of cheese. It's no problem. Like I, the whole thing, it, no problem. So if I've already, if everything's already pre-logged, then I don't want to mess with it and try to eat something that I haven't logged because then I'm going to have to redo everything, you know? So this is when I was tracking, but most people were tracking. So I would just say log everything the night before. You're so much less likely to just eat something just, you know, because you're hungry or because you're looking at it. You, if you've planned it out and it's logged, then you're going to gravitate towards those things because you've already you have it planned out and you don't want to play macro Tetris the next day when you're, you know, you don't know what to have. So I would say protein at every meal and log your food the night before. We tell our clients that all the time. And a lot of our feedback is that they find MyFitnessPal to be another tool that helps them stay accountable. Because I mean, especially for people who are brand new to tracking or even logging their food. I mean, the first week is so eye-opening because they learn like, holy crap, I eat this on a regular basis, but this is what the stats look like. And then they're learning like, okay. And sometimes like I've had clients like input a cookie and then they realize like how much that's going to put them over their macros. And they're like, nope, not worth it. And so it like, yeah, it's like a coach yeah, by I their side the just, entire time I, too. Mac, or my fitness file is so second nature to me. Like everybody knows what that is, you know, but yes, my fitness file, um, yeah, I mean, I think that and just portion sizes. Like I, when I started out, I was like, I've been eating like a third of a cup of peanut butter every time I get this jar out. So, you know, just little things like that, that it is very eye-opening and mm-hmm. in a really good way. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that um, earlier today I had asked like our audience if there were any specific questions that they wanted to ask you. And for the sake of time, I'm just going to focus on one because I thought it was really interesting and very relatable to most women on social media nowadays. But um, someone had asked, how do you deal with the physical comparisons that are so prevalent on social media? Do you feel like it affects you at all? And if so, how do you, you know, cope with some of those days? I think it's just important to know that two things. One, a certain size does not equate happiness. I mean, it, you can, I've been much thinner than I am now. I weighed a lot less than I do now. And I was unhappy. And that was when I was going through what I said, which was the binge eating and just a horribly unhealthy relationship with food. And I look back on pictures and yes, I was so much thinner than I am now, but I was so unhappy, like literally looking for a different lifestyle, which is why I found macros. So it's just important to know that you might see someone on Instagram that you're like, oh my God, like they have a banging body, but you have no idea like that. It does not mean that they're happy. It doesn't mean that they're healthy. 
It doesn't mean that, you know, they're athletic and strong and, you know, their heart's working really well. I mean, you just don't, just looking at someone in a picture does not tell you anything other than their measurements. And that, that doesn't mean anything to me. So that, that is one thing. And I guess it's just easier for me because I have been other sizes. So I I just think back on that point in my life and it just, I wasn't happy. So now I'm like, it doesn't matter as long as I'm I'm happy and I, I feel good and my body is running like it should, then whatever. Um, and other than that, I mean, you just, you don't know what it took them to get there. So you may see someone and they might have an eating disorder and you don't know that. And they may not, they may be portraying themselves in a completely different light on Instagram. I've read so many um, people who are now food bloggers um, and I, they've struggled with eating disorders. And I'm sure looking at them at the time, you may not have known, but they might have, they might have, you know, been struggling horribly. And just by looking at the picture, you wouldn't know that. You just, you may see they're really thin, but it's just, you just never know what's going on behind the scenes. So I try to keep, I try to keep that in mind because I, I struggle with it too. I'm completely normal and I see people and those thoughts are normal, but you just have to know there's so much more to a picture than, than what you're seeing. We're all unique. And that's exactly what, you know, we strive all of our clients to understand when they first join our program as well. Like, even though we post transformation photos, I mean, that's unique to their journey. And that doesn't mean you're not going to have powerful progress photos either. It just might look different than theirs. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would say too, I mean, I think on the same token, people think, oh, well, if I count macros and I do these workouts, then I'm going to look like that person. And it's just, you know, your body's going to react differently and everybody, everybody's body, you know, they need different things. And that's why we all look different. If we were supposed to all look the same, we would. (laughs) So. Amen. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into our macro hacks of the week, we just want to make sure that our followers know where to follow you if they don't already. And so, um, I just wanted you to not only say it, but also spell it out for them just in case. And I'll make sure to add it to our episode notes too. So on Instagram, it is Kale Couture, K-A-L-E-K-O-U-T-U-R-E. And my blog is www.kalekouture.com. Perfect. Awesome. Go follow her. Yeah. You guys are probably hungry just listening to this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So our favorite part of the episode, Lexis, are you going to sing again? Because it's been kind of a theme oh, going on. I haven't prepared this week, but... <laughs> <clears throat> Macro hack. Macro hack of the week. <laughs> How was it this time, guys? Oh my god. That, I'm that literally needs to be trademarked. I'm trying <laughs> ringtone or something. You go, Lexus. Okay, Here's good. So um I was introduced to this idea and I don't even remember where I saw it. Somewhere on Instagram, I'm not gonna lie. And it's changed my life. And basically, it is a really healthy, um, really sweet, awesome treat to have any time of the day. And I'm calling them Sour Patch Kid Grapes. You could call them anything you want. But basically, it's very simple. You take green grapes and you wash them and you put them in a bowl and they have to be wet. So that's why the washing step is important, which you should always wash your your fruits and vegetables anyways. But um. Then you take sugar-free jello, like the pudding, uh, the jello, I'm sorry, like the, 
what am I trying to say? The powder. Powder. Yeah, not yeah, the, the powder. powder. The powder. And any flavor works, but I've tried the strawberry and I will not stray from that because it's just so dang good. And you just literally sprinkle it on top of the grapes and then you put them in the freezer for like, I did mine overnight. I think they're better the longer, like the more frozen they are, the better. And it tastes like a frozen Sour Patch Kid. I swear to God, it is the most tasty thing. And my husband and I have been munching on them every time. We have just a bowl of them in the freezer. And every time I walk by my fridge, it's like, boop. Okay, these are amazing. <laughs> and they're, it's like so macro friendly. I mean, it's obviously straight carbs, but it's just like grapes. I mean, come on. And I yeah. use the sugar-free pudding. Uh, oh my God, I keep saying pudding. It's okay. I'm just visualizing putting oh, grapes. No, no, like, no, 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 I know. no. The jello, like, <laughs> yes, you know. Uh, yes. Yeah. Powder. Yes. What you powder. use to yeah. make jello yeah. and you just sprinkle the powder on. Right. I'm really botching this, guys, but trust me, it's good. We'll, we'll blame it on pregnancy brain. It's okay. <laughs> Paige, what is yours? Yes. Okay. So mine <clears throat> is focused on maintenance transitioning. And we've had, I've personally had a few clients right now that are transitioning out of their intro program and going into a maintenance mode. And so really they're kind of adding back in calories and maybe taking a step away from super heavy tracking. And I know this can be kind of intimidating, right? Because we're so used to weighing and logging and measuring, obviously to just like learn the language of our portions and just being able to future eyeball things. So this is a tip in terms of eyeballing and kind of taking a half step into it. Um, As I mentioned, it can be a little daunting. So what I would recommend is put everything in your bowl and kind of get a good idea of, you know, if you pre-logged five ounces of chicken, you know, see what the five ounces of chicken would look like unweighed. But if you're really wanting to take like a litmus test for yourself, go back and weigh that on the scale to just like double check, um, you know, how far off are you is what you're eyeballing, you know, appropriate to what you logged. And you don't have to do this forever, but it is a nice kind of halfway step into getting into looser tracking. And honestly, like taking this into consideration when you're out to a restaurant too. I love that. I actually have had a couple of clients do that recently. And you're right. It's literally testing their knowledge and they're so excited about how accurate they are and how much they have learned. And it, it almost instills more trust in themselves that they know what they're doing and that they don't always have to rely on the tracker or the um, food scale. Yeah. So good. I just, I just want to add that I love that you guys even offer that or, you know, like start that helping people on that journey because that, like we said earlier, is you you want to transition them into a habit, a lifestyle. So obviously, <laughs> but I just think that's awesome because I think people think, oh, like someone's going to teach me how to weigh every single gram for, you know, the rest of my life until I'm a hundred years old, I would be using a food scale. And that's not, it's about the end goal. So I just love that. I love that. That yeah. is the end goal for your clients. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so kind of this is for more of our new trackers. And we've been talking a lot about that because we just had a large influx of women join us, especially during this quarantine time. And so, you know, especially when there's things that are out of your control, like this coronavirus, you're already under a lot of stress and anxiety. And so what I've been talking a lot with my clients is to keep it simple, literally keep it simple. You do not have to make this complicated. And so I literally, I'm like for weeks, that you are busier with work, whatever it might be, when it comes to planning out your menu, literally pick a protein, a carb, and a fat. 
you don't have to make an elaborate recipe. And this is where like my, you know, lack of cooking skills comes in because I'm like, guys, I don't do elaborate recipes. I literally will go to Trader Joe's because that's like the holy grail and um, buy like, okay, I want frozen salmon patties with zucchini and with some like black beans or something, whatever it might be with guac on top. Like that's how simple it can be. And so that's all like I try to encourage them to do is especially don't let food cause extra stress. Just keep it simple. That's such a good one, Zan. I was actually thinking about doing that for my macro hack this week. I was thinking like, okay, simplistic route, carb, fat, protein. So we're on the same wavelength. Well, you took my future one. So we're even now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So I just kind of going off of yours, you said you have a lot of people that are new to tracking. So I think this is what helped me more than anything in the beginning. Um, and that is don't be afraid for, you know, five to seven days to eat the same meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a week. I think people are always like, you know, you think you're going to get tired of it. And I don't just because I change the recipes up every single week. Um, but I think that helps in the beginning because you, I mean, you can, whether you're using the lose it app or my fitness pal or whatever, you can copy and paste your meals for the whole entire week. And you only have to log one time if you, you know, if you can stick to the same, the same foods every single day. So I just think if you find a breakfast recipe or not even, you know, a recipe, a, you know, whatever you want to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if you can track your macros and you hit your macros for that day, eat that for five days and just, you know, change it up after, after that. But if you're wanting to keep things really simple in the beginning, eat the same things for a couple of days so that you only have to, you know, figure out the macros for that for a day, one time. So copy and paste meals is a lifesaver. It was for me. I was going to say, I tend to do, I tend to do that. Um, but I'll like cycle through like the same five. So I have like five breakfasts or five lunches and I just like rotate them depending on like my little variants of a craving, but usually it's like the same stuff over and over. And people, I don't know. I just think people have this idea that it's like, if you're eating the same thing, you get bored. And what I told my client the other day was, listen, you can repeat the same five meals over and over and over and never get sick of them if you actually love what you're eating. You know what I mean? I literally love what I'm eating. I get so excited before. You should be so freaking excited to eat before every meal and snack every day, in my opinion. Like if you're sitting down for your dinner for your dinner and you're like, oh, here's my chicken and my broccoli, and you're like rolling your eyes and stuffing it down your you're doing it wrong. Like you should be loving every single meal that you eat to the point where you're like, I can't wait to eat this tomorrow and the next day because like you should love it. And so that's how I feel about my meals. And like, that's how I encourage my clients to kind of find what works number wise and then find what works like in your soul. Like you want to enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I always say the people who are asking me that are questioning if I get bored, I'm like, you're not eating the right thing. Exactly. I'm as passionate about the food that I eat as you are about Chick-fil-A. So, I mean, you know, so if you love something, you can eat it a lot more than you think. But you're right. It's the people who are eating asparagus and ground beef and sweet potatoes for every single meal that, yes, that would get boring. Exactly. Yeah. If you aren't excited to go to bed, to wake up in the morning, to eat all over (laughs) again, then you're not doing it right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
I think it's so funny because Lexis in any of her Instagram stories, like you can you can feel the passion she has about yes. food. Like the way she talks about food, I, it cracks me up. She's so right though. She loves it. That's, that speaks volumes to what macros yes. can do for you. We love food here. <laughs> that is so hey, embarrassing. No, it, I, I I'm like it. blushing. <laughs> Aubrey, honestly, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Like we are so honored to have you and your first podcast ever. It was so yes. fun. I'm so excited. It's a big day. No, thank you guys. Thank Thanks you. for taking the hour. Of course. Yes, so much thank fun. You so much. Thank you, Aubrey. Okay, bye guys. See you guys later.